Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End Podcast. This is Dave and Rob getting ready for the week ahead. Good afternoon, Rob. Hey, good afternoon. Um, so we're doing it on Sunday. Uh, hopefully our audience and colleagues here have the opportunity to audit it before Monday morning. Nice to always get a, a jump on the week. And uh, just a reminder to check your futures this evening after 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then contrast that with what you see uh, pre-market. All right, let's go through this here. So Fridays and the week's performance. Uh, we had um, energy kind of pop up a little bit um, on Friday again before the weekend. I think some of that relates to, you know, global concerns and things that are going on in the Middle East, perhaps. Um, We've had uh, overall for the whole week, energy did hold up uh, pretty well, uh, as well as consumer defensive. And that's even in spite of, uh, you know, a pop up in the treasuries and a yield and a pop up in the dollar and uh, energy still held in there. Whereas basic materials, much more sensitive to a stronger dollar and inversely, uh, it moved down. Uh, but the worst performer uh, was the real estate and consumer cyclical sectors um, and largely probably impacted by the uh, FOMC. Uh, so that was the same as on Friday here. We had uh, the, that still staying weak here. Okay, um, here's the ETF performance for the week. Uh, we see, uh, again, XLB and and XLRE and XLY doing the worst. And um, you can see how the Dow held up better than the small cap Russell and the Qs. And so that theme has been kind of persisting through much of August and through September. And it's just really a, a case of weakness in the mega caps and uh, lack of growth prospects for small caps, uh, rising consumer uh, debt and possibly less spending, and also more difficulty in small caps and mid caps to sort of get uh, funded uh, like in the past. So we're in a definitely a different climate that's impacting that. And the relative volumes have picked up a little bit. This is uh, showing you know what what's been going on we're still a little bit uh softer in volume on the healthcare area um but uh spies spies bounced up pretty good again and russell has got lack of volume so not only are the small caps often thinner to be traded but also uh relative volume overall on the iwm is down and that means that uh your market orders at the open could become, you know, your enemy, not your friend. Whereas limit orders, you know, picking this price of your execution, things like that. There's a lot more forgiveness in, you know, the S&P 500 components as far as market orders, just because of the, the thicker uh, traded, more liquidity, better pricing at the open, uh, more of a, a balanced auction market, things like that. Okay, um, 
This is the 15 minute chart for September 18th through 22nd. We came in here uh, on the 18th at the start after a bit of a down session on the Friday. We came here, we opened here. We kind of hang it, you know, held in there all the way up to the FOMC rate announcement. So just as it was happening, just slightly even before we started to move around, we had some knee jerk stuff. And then the testimony starts half an hour later, which is where we, we had popped up here again when the testimony started and the Q&A period. And, um, and down we went from there, closing uh, on or near the low of the day. And then we repeated that with some follow through into Thursday. So we had a gap. We were not able to fill the gap in this case because, I mean, the follow through of this. This is FOMC day where they did not change rates. And yet we sold off to close near the low of the day, not looking that good for the next day. If you like just take an honest look at that and say, what was the market doing? Well, it's kind of pouting about the fact that rates would stay higher for longer possibly another one or even two rate hikes uh, potentially uh, certainly one this year either in I guess the October or December um, event but uh, the market was pouting and um, and it's really pouting because the the Fed is not yet dovish it's still still kind of hawkish and some of the other Fed speakers this week did talk about um, well, just uh, the fact that, you know, the, the data will be closely uh, guarded, closely looked at, and uh, that rates, you know, may have to still move higher. So the market was, again, not happy with that. Uh, so there's a, a number of different catalysts, oil prices being high, you know, yields responding to some of this backdrop and moving higher. Uh, so that's what the bonds have been doing and um, bonds moving lower yields moving higher. So here's the previous week map of the market. We can see the mega caps here, you know, having a pretty bad week. So this is not just for Friday. This is the whole week here. And, um, you know, Google, um, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, all uh, holding the market down. Apple being a little bit more resilient, but if you remember, Apple kind of had its downdraft earlier in the month and, um, you know, it's started to change and, and hold up a lot better. So um, time for the others to sell off, I guess. But over here in healthcare, we had a, a bit of, a, a, you know, defensive uh, posturing. Uh, and that was, you know, pretty much for the week, everything was, was showing down. But, uh, you know, a little bright spot here in terms of some green and then just the odd splattering throughout insurance seems insurance and healthcare held up the best again this is just looking at the s p 500 sectors and components so now we're going to talk about end of the month seasonality for etfs that's the last five days that starts on monday and goes right through till friday all of the last five days fits in the same week and we end september on a Friday, the last trading day of the month. So we'll look at that. So Dave, what do you see here with um, any ETFs that sort of pop out 
yeah. for you. It shows strength in energy and financial, mm -hmm. things like XOP, XLE, and then the KRE financials there, and then weak pretty much everything else, even silver and uh, the Chinese stocks as well. So it's very like risk off, but just strength in oil and some financials. Yeah. I mean, we've got a little bit of semiconductor, but you see, you, you guys have to look at uh, both of these. So this is the probability, right? So, you know, it's on the fence at 50, and this is the expected performance, which is really slight, right? So when you look up at higher uh, probabilities as, as well as higher performance, you can see that, yes, XOP, USO, XLE, certainly uh, a lot stronger. So that means that we should expect for this week that the energy complex, including uh, drillers and oil service and everything, would would be um, more bullish. And then um, the other sectors, as Dave mentioned, you know, pretty much everything across the board is. Uh, but we don't see XLP here. We only see the XRT, the retail ETF, which is the um, that's different than like say XLP or XLY. Um, but like it's interesting. So even some of the more defensive things are included, though XLU being a little bit more defensive, XLV, which was strong last week. So this would be interesting uh, if you saw XLV being a, a bit better last week, and then it's expected to be performing poorly. Um, that would be better than like the the REITs, which were really bad last week. And you're not going to get that same premium as an edge for the following week, right? It would be better to look at things that had held up pretty well and are expected to decline. Okay, so overall, for these last five days, you're looking at... Um, 86% of the 90, 90 ETFs that are behind all this, 86% uh, of them are negative values, 14% positive values. And we also put over here, just so you can see, like IWM is the black and, and uh, the bluish green there is SPY. So this is what's expected for the last five days, last three days, and the last trading day of the month. Okay, these are the stocks for the last five days. So again, the theme would be, what can we drill into? What can we line up that is in concert with the ETFs we just looked at? So on the on the bullish side, what do you see, Dave? Again, you said drill into, literally. <laughs> the drillers, bang, Marathon Oil, so a lot of the big um, development companies. And then even gold, ExxonMobil. So a lot of your um, oil stocks are there. I, I'm at one yeah, but one see the, the problem. Let me point out. Stop for a sec. Let me point that out. So with American Barrick, um, it's only 50% probability of 1.49%. And not only that, on the other screen of the ETFs, like the silver and, and GLD and stuff, those were expected to be down. So I wouldn't even go in and choose to trade American Barrick, right? I would, um, you know, I'd look at, I'd look elsewhere, right? So, so it's more in keeping with uh, some of these oils like Hess and Devon and MRO. That's, that's in keeping with what we saw. And um, 
And so that 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 applies. Then again, to the short side, you know, what do we see? Um, some of the tech was supposed to be down. Um, okay. We had cruise lines and CLH. Yeah, we had that. Um, what about uh, any utilities here? Because I saw utilities were going to be weaker. Mm -hmm. um, well, EQT, I think, right? Yeah. So, so we're, also, just, we're also coming in such a discounted position from this this big sell-off week, right? So yeah, yeah. And it is it is possible for it to bounce. True. Um, it is possible, but like the better things are going to be. You know, like like oil oil had performed pretty well for the week, but not completely up, right? It was pretty pretty. Um, it held up better than the other sectors, but it still wasn't a positive week for oil net net. Uh, so in that sense, yeah, you got a little bit of a break from the week previous, which was stronger, and uh, it pulled. It just held its held its own. So it's it's very possible for it to be able to break up higher. You still get a better edge, though, if you can find things that were really down a lot and expected to bounce. Like, you know, so Trade Desk, NVIDIA, you know, if, if some of those are, are flashing along with, like, say, XLK or semiconductors or whatever, then, you know, it would give it even more power because they were down so much last week, right? Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. Try to line it up where you can. Of course, sometimes you can't make a, you know, round peg or square peg fit in a round hole, I guess. Uh, but uh, do what you can. So that's the that's the last five days. So that's that's kind of the big picture. We're going to get a little bit more specific here in the ETFs for the last three days. Let's see if there's the same theme. Let's see if there's anything else that pops up. So these are the ETFs. Uh, now we see SMH rising a little bit. So it looks like semiconductors may be a little bit more reluctant to get started at the beginning of the week, but maybe they'll kick in uh, midweek. Um, we still see USO XOP, right, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Um, also KRE that was on both the five day and the three day. Right, that's true. Uh, this has dropped now to 50%. So maybe it kind of pops earlier in the week. Um, XRT is still showing on this side, right? Mm -hmm. But that's 50 50% as well. Here's the ARC funds. So we've got technology on this side. There's still silver still showing up again, but we're down at 50%. So you know, I like I like better choosing these 62.5s just because you have more samples, right? Let's roll to the last three days for stocks. Again, you see Devon, MRO, Hess, Netflix showed up again, Nvidia showed up again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there's your win on the short side. That's 87.5, so discretionary. So do we, do we see XLY over here? We've got XLK. We have XRT, but no XLY over here. Mm -hmm. And I don't see it over here either. Let's go up to the five days for a second. 
Do I see XLY? Nope. Just XRT. Okay. So moving down here to the last three days for stocks again. It just seems a lot of discretionary stuff here, still short. As you said, that whole week is kind of framed by that. But uh, now we have 61% of 259 symbols, negative values by percent change, and positive values 39%. Now let's go to the last trading day of the month, ETFs. You can see a, you can see a change. The last trading day of the month for September has historically been up, and that's possibly because it's been down for the month and then the last day it you know pops back a little bit maybe short covering preparation for october the caveat this time could be what is potentially going to happen with the government shutdown government budgets kind of need to be done by the end of the september and there are some other com companies too that have year end um, so it can be a bit of a, a reset between September and October. October is not necessarily a down month. It's more volatile. But what do we see for ETFs here, Dave? Again, the risk on kind of stuff. Qs, XL, chips, um, QQQ kind of stuff, XLK, XOP. So it's a, it's a risk on uh, last day. Right. So here's the thing. When you look at the five days, it, it takes all of the performance for the five days into account. When you take a look at the three days, again, all of it. And so this is actually included in the other samples as well, mm -hmm. except that on the last day, the performance is expected to be more risk on, more positive. So what would be really great is if in some of these areas, you get like with the socks semiconductors you do get a bad showing prior to the last day and when then we can move in and get that discount either carrying it overnight into the last day or just trading it from the open on the last day and so you get um you know cues upro socks EW Zebra, that's uh, Brazil, Queb Internet, right? Um, but you still see XRT over here, so it's not expected to have a, a very good week at all. It's still showing over here. <laughs> and uh, and bonds uh, may possibly dropping a little bit. Um, ten year ten year bond. Um, we got tips in here as well. There's gold and silver. So silver, the theme was for the week that gold and silver probably not the best. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily choose to be long that like American Barrick and things like that. I mean, I, I think not an, I'm not an advisor. I'm just saying that in general, the theme of silver and gold being weaker for this coming week is there. Okay, and then uh, here's the stocks. Um, see some discretionary and some industrials over here weaker some basic materials over here weaker it looks like definitely you want to be in the techs 
and the consumer discretionary on the last day. Um, still oil, oil theme is still okay. And um, Chinese stuff potentially is okay. Semiconductors okay. So we'll have to see if there's any macro influence uh, against this theme here of 259 symbols represented in this behind the scenes of this screen and 73% of those are positive and 27% negative for the last day of the month. Okay. Now I want to go through um, some context here of, of how we've arrived here. So this is IVE value ETF versus IVW growth ETF. So last September, we were in a discounted position where um, value had been discounted relative to growth. But look what happened in September and October and on through the end of the year. Now, we know that 2022 was a bad performing year, but value kicked in there and outperformed growth. Then it is from the beginning of this year, we saw people come back to growth, buying back from tax loss selling and so on. And so value declined relative to growth. And here we are again in September, right? This over. Here we are again in September and we're starting to see it pop up a little bit, just like we came from a low here. So what I'm opening up is the potential that if we've entered a, a higher risk climate than we were up to July 31st, we went into that already in August. That's continued through September. If that theme is still there, um, this could perform better. So I would be looking to see if there's evidence of investors wanting the value stuff more than the growth stuff. Okay. So keep that theme in mind that this low was put into in September, similar to what happened here where we came from a discount this September and rallied. So it's entirely possible. Next slide. This is the Dow versus the Russell 2000. So you got a price weighted index that the diamonds are associated to, the, the Dow Jones Industrial, which has 30 symbols, and versus the Russell 2000 IWM. Um, so what we've seen here, like again, September through December, we saw the Dow outperform the Russell. In the beginning of the year, we saw the Dow really underperform the Russell. Then we had the banking crisis, which affected a lot of the regionals that hit here. And again, flight to quality, right? And then things got kind of resolved and we had our summer rally and so on right to actually the end of July. And look what happened from the beginning of August until now. Again, diamonds beat out the Russell 2000. Now the Russell 2000 is usually has a good month in November. So we're, we're expecting that that's a possibility unless there's other macro forces interfering with that. But again, pointing out that from this low in September, we rallied, we have a low here in September and we're starting to rally. Um, it's possible for that to continue and even take out this high. So keep that in mind. Now this is the, the, 
discretionary or cyclical versus the consumer staples or, or defensive, right? So XLY versus XLP. So in September, the XLY representing growth, cyclical, discretionary spending sold off versus XLP and again reversed at the end of the year or in the beginning of the new year, sorry. Pulled back during our banking crisis a little bit and rallied again till the end of July. Right, what happened right away? Boom, change. And now it's just starting. It did okay actually in in September. And the reason why is we're in the best six months of the year. Or sorry, we're in we're in the season. We're in the season of retailers up to Black Friday. So normally in August and September, the discretionary spending is supposed to do better. So we see here that in August it held up okay. In September here it held up okay, you know, again, making good ground. And then after that it sold off. So let's go over here. July, we were doing fine, pulled back a little bit, held up okay in August. We didn't tank completely, bounced a bit in September and late August, September, and then pulled back more recently. And so I'm expecting that we could have more downside on XLY versus XLP. Certainly this week, Dave pointed out that it is a risk off week until the last day where it's risk on. Um, so it, we could actually lose more ground this week um, in, in this particular spread relationship just as with the other ones that we pointed out, that that direction that they're currently on could continue. So the reason I point this out is, is context. Where we are, how we got there, and question mark, where do we go from here? But if you don't have the context, it's really hard for you to frame things. Okay, economic calendar, Dave, you can run through that. Yeah. Uh, we have some housing data on Tuesday. Monday, there's not much out there. So new home sales and uh, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index and consumer confidence is on Tuesday. Throughout the week, we have some Fed speak again. Um, Tuesday, there's a Fed governor speaking. On Thursday, Powell is speaking and some other Fed governors. So that's in the background as well. Wednesday is durable goods. Thursday, jobless claims and GDP. And then Friday, personal income and spending and core PCE. So it's a mixture of kinds of data throughout the week, but the Fed could uh, uh, put a little damper on things as well. So a couple of them are speaking, but, but Powell on Thursday is noteworthy. And then in terms of earnings, there's um, some, some key companies. On Tuesday, we have Costco, Wednesday, Micron, and Thursday, Nike. So of the big ones, those three are, are there. So check your symbols each day. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Let's just take a look at our crude oil here. So we mentioned um, the target that we had up there in the 90, uh, 93.64 and 93.74, those two highs. Uh, this last week here on September 19th, we hit 92.43. So um, it did pull back slightly, but uh, it looks like it could do another leg up 
so oil is still um, definitely a consideration here. Let's take a look at our US dollar. US dollar had a good week. We were talking about uh, two highs that we were looking at, 105.50 and 105.64. Uh, this week we got to 105.44, right? And 105.47. So we're, you know, that's kind of why we point out these things uh, as targets is that they are very probable, not guaranteed, but very probable. And we, since the last uh, podcast we did, we definitely moved in, in that overall direction. And um, there's still some room left. Of course, if it takes out any of those prior resistance levels, then you've got that air pocket. You got to look to the next level. So hope that helps you guys. Uh, think of what these things affect. What does oil affect? What does the US dollar impact? And that certainly can help you be positioned correctly. Good trading, everyone. Good Thanks luck for listening.